Dear King, there are many twists and turns navigating Earth. I know you are not offended by your children's questions and you can handle our emotions. Since we are called to be ambassadors, help us to establish heaven here on Earth. Now, life won't be perfect and that's fine, but help me figure things out. I invite you into the places and spaces of my life. I hope the royals will do the same. And in return, we will serve our generation in the will of God. Humbly submitted, Pia. What's up, Royals? It's you guys. It's Pia. And welcome back to the Dear King Podcast. How are you doing? Happy Wednesday. So grateful that you are here. I hope that you have enjoyed your week. I hope that you had so many good, wonderful things happening for you in your world. Listen, I know that things come and people go, but as long as we remain at peace, as long as we remain faced and postured towards the king, There are always better days, and I hope that all this week it has been just that for you, okay? Listen, I am just here for a little inspiration midweek session, and let's get right into it. Remember, if you are here and you have not subscribed to the podcast, wherever you get your podcast, please do that. If you're listening on Apple, right now is a perfect time to rate this podcast and give it a review. That gets us in better places uh, on the charts, and it also gives us an opportunity to be exposed to people who need to hear it, people like you. So make sure that you do that because we are just trying to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ, getting us to the many devices as we can every Wednesday. So thank you for helping and supporting me in that way. Listen, I do a lot of talking and posting on social media. So make sure you tap in with me there at Dear King Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. I really do enjoy having conversation and blogging for you guys over at my website, www.dearkingonline.com. So over there, we have a blog-style devotional. It gives you all kind of nuggets. I'll talk more about that at the end of the show. But make sure that you are tapped into everywhere you can get your guys this PA because I am your family. I want to support you. I want to hold you accountable. I want to root for you. I want to celebrate you. I want to talk to you. So talk back to me, okay? All right, y'all. This week is going to be any different from the weeks before. This is your favorite part. So many of you guys have reached out to me about these, and I really enjoy putting them together for you guys. So these are the facts. These are not to be confused with take me to court facts, as in facts of law, as in come for my coins. These are my facts. And I do believe that the hand of the Lord is on me, that the grace falls fresh and the oil is warm. But if you disagree, add me in my comments if you want to, but don't take your girls to court, okay? Listen, these are the facts for this week. And it is why and why not or the do's and the do nots when it comes to hiring your friends. This can be touchy. So I'm going to start with the touchy stuff first. Do not hire people because they are your friend. 
don't hire people just because they're your friend. Friendship does not make them a good employee, contractor, or none of those things. Work is work. And if you know your friend is goofy and irresponsible and tardy and all of those things in their personal life, if you see how many times they call off their regular nine-to-five, it's probably not a good idea to hire these people. Now, I'm not saying nothing about them. They're probably a great friend. But every great friend is not a good worker. You know, they may not be a worker bee. So don't just hire people just because that's my friend. I want to put them on. That's not a good business decision. That's not a good project decision. That person's not going to care for and nurture your project, your dream, your baby, the way that you need to be done. So just be mindful not to hire people just because they are your friend. Also, your friends, think about how they manage you guys' disagreements. Because if they manage your disagreements bad, then they're probably not going to be able to separate business from pleasure. Because they're going to always be coming from this emotional space and they have a different outlook on reason and facts. (laughs) Or maybe not. But just keep that in mind, that people must be able to separate business and personal. They can't come into the business meeting and want you to be swayed because they're your friend. They, obviously, our friends have an audience with us, and we hear them differently than we would hear someone that we are not necessarily friendly with or have relationship with. But when you come into a business situation, you have to be able to tell your hired help that they were late, and that's unacceptable. They shouldn't be like, ah, don't trip. It's you, you already know how we do. Like, no, we don't. Because this situation is different from when you were late to dinner. Like, today you were late to a meeting. That's different. And they have to be able to understand that and, like, switch that on and off as needed. So that's something to consider. Also, don't hire your friends for the discount or for a perceived discount, let those people dictate what their fee is to you. Should they decide to give you a hookup or a rate that is much less than what they would standardly charge, let them make that decision. Don't come into the conversation like, hey, I want to hire you. What can you do for me? How can you hook me up? Come into the conversation seeing that they are valuable to you, that they can add to what you're trying to do, and you want to know how you can support, A, their business and how you can get value from the thing that they already do well. So hire people for what they have to offer, not based on what they have um, to discount you. Because a lot of times we won't even go for the cheap contractor or the cheap something in our in our everyday life because we feel like less money means that they are less capable. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But if I see everybody else is charging this for something and you charging this for something, it's a, it's either you don't believe that you can do it or you haven't been doing it long enough to give me the uh, faith that you can get it done. So a lot of times when we're asking our friends for competitive or for cheaper wages than other people would charge, then we're trying to ask them to do something or or uh, decrease their 
payment for a value that we know that they have. Because if you're reaching out to this person, you're reaching out to what you know they can add to your life. So don't do that. Don't ask for the homie hookup and don't hire them just because you feel like they'll give you one. What are some reasons that you should hire your friends? I'm always going to keep as many people around me that I know, love, trust, and respect. So I hired all of my friends, okay? But I hired all of my talented friends, all of my amazing friends who are good at what they do, from the producer of this show to the engineer of this show to the person who helped to create all of um, the content for promotion uh, of this show for, to the photographer of the show to the makeup artist. Like, every, I hired all of my friends because I surround myself with dope people. And because I surround myself with dope people, I got dope things in result. So you should definitely want to keep your friends on. You should continue to want to promote them in lights and put them up on platforms if you have one. And so I made sure to hire people that I knew would do an amazing job and that I could say, look what they did. I gave them um, additional kudos. Like, look at my makeup. My friend did this. Look at my photos. My cousin did that. You love this, how this sounds? I got a friend who does that. And I want to be able to say, um, that every single time. I'm, I've always been someone who wants to promote people. So that's why I did it. Now, final thing I want to say about this is the your community should thrive. We should all be millionaires. So since we all got to be millionaires, all money in. Like Nip would say, all money in, okay? So as much as money you can recycle inside your friend group, I say do that because in our community and the black community is really hard for us to get opportunities from other people um, and other big businesses and big banks and things like that. So the most that we can recycle our own income and revenue to build wealth in our communities and inside of our families, we should absolutely do that. I'm going to do that 100% of the time if I can. So those are the facts. I hope you run with them and I hope whatever you're doing, you share with me so that I can support you. Okay. Now, we are talking about cancel culture, and forgive me because I'm about to go on the rants of my life because I am upset, okay? I'm in my feelings about what is happening in the media. It's just so much, and some of it is warranted uh, a little bit. I say that lightly, but a lot of it is just a mess. Let me start by saying this. Similar to what I said about my friends, we all need to be on, right? We, as Christians, should dictate the culture around us. Everything about following Christ and patterning ourselves after his values and moral compass should be the vibe. We should make the money, give the money, have the abundant life promised to us by Jesus Christ himself. We should not feel uncomfortable in any environment or on any platform we set foot on. We should fearlessly attack all of our dreams, all of our ambitions, all of our goals with grace and humility, but especially boldness for sure. We should be unapologetic about our standard we uphold or how we show up in this world. However, comma, we should not move to judge and belittle or cancel people who don't share in our convictions or live the way that maybe your great-grandmother taught you how to live. 
We can absolutely disagree with an act of a person, but we do not have the power to damn them to hell. Better than that, we are to go into all nations saving the world. We need to bring people back home. We cannot cancel them. If we begin to be the culture that cancels, if Christians are the Christians who cancel, how will we ever win souls for Christ? So, I understand there are two extremes to this that I am finding, and I'm hoping we can meet somewhere in the middle. Offenses against large people groups such as systemic racism, abuse of power, mass killings, and sex trafficking. If you want to cancel these people, I agree to an extent. They shouldn't have the influence or platforms they have that will allow them to perpetuate the same habits. So, if you are a racist, you shouldn't be responsible for international negotiations. If you abuse children, your position as a teacher must be revoked. In that same space of people who are accused of heinous crimes, we should take a stand against their actions, but not in a way to curse or condemn them. God will handle that. He completely wiped out an entire body of people by flood, burned the whole city down, and caused people to drop dead at the drop of a dime. He has the absolute control to do what he will with his people. Vengeance is mine, said the Lord. Now, aside from the very deep things people get canceled for, of which I do understand, why are we canceling the Chandler Moores of the world? Huh? He literally posted a picture of him and his wife dancing at their wedding reception, and people were all up in arms a few weeks ago. Now he needs to be cursed and his ministry taken away? When we got rid of disposable cameras, I guess some folks decided we should just start throwing away everything. I would be the first to stand up and say that this is trash. The idea that people who don't look, dress, behave, or think like you, worship like you, or enjoy life like you should, all of a sudden they shouldn't exist, they don't belong, they need to be canceled, they should get everything taken from them. I'm tired of all of that. I made a mental health decision to unfollow all of the pop culture gossip blogs. I realized their sole purpose was to search for the most negative or degrading information they could find about the people we have grown to know, quote, and love. Some celebrities, influencers, or otherwise, they just expose them to as many hundreds of thousands of people that they can just for the sake of keeping you in the know of business that we never needed to know. I don't watch the news because it's, quite frankly, depressing. Nevertheless, I have seen quite a bit of the recent happenings and have witnessed this cancel culture, and I am not pleased. Not only are people dead wrong, but it is not the way Jesus would address any of it. Everything we know about Christianity is to act in love. All of our decisions should be from the filter of love. If our example is Jesus Christ, then let's discuss Jesus Christ. One day, he met a Samaritan woman at a well. He literally traveled through the hood, a very dangerous territory, to get to this woman. He met her, who had been canceled. She literally was canceled, so much so that she was at the well at the very hottest time of day to get some water. 
because she knew that nobody else would be around and she would be able to be there at peace. In response to everything Jesus knew she had done, he showed her mercy. He told her about herself, but he also offered her a better way through him. Also, Jesus was known to be hanging out with what church folks would call sinners. But let me ask you something. How have you made a friend without hanging out or communicating with them? Instead of judging people from a distance, you would have to actually talk to them, sit with them, communicate with them in order to get to know them. Inside of a relationship, you can grow to provide understanding to people. You can't change the views of people unless you have an audience with them. You don't get an audience with people leading with judgment. Then there was the woman who was caught in the act of adultery. She had men throwing her at Jesus' feet to be stoned. She was aware of her sin and so was everybody else. What they failed to highlight in the moment was that they had sins too. And Jesus didn't even need to know what they were to know that all of the people who had thrown her at his feet had sinned too. He told them, sure, go ahead, stoner. But let the person who was without sin cast the first stone. One by one, they all turned away. He exposed them as sinners. At the same time, he showed her mercy and grace. See how this gets done? Love and relationship. For clarity, I believe having compassion for someone is not to condone, just as punishment is not to discard. There is a balance, and we need to find it. We have all known better and didn't do better. So why do we do this? I think the number one reason is pressure. As the saying goes, pressure breaks pipes. I know for me as a child at my second church growing up, I felt like us kids couldn't do anything right. Everything was too much. Everything was ungodly. Everything was frowned at. Every now and then, you have to release that pressure. If you don't accept grace for yourself, you don't know how to give it. If you have unreasonable expectations or maybe even reasonable ones that you aren't able to manage, you will project that energy on other people. Maybe you feel like you are crawling and have to pull at other people to get up. But here's the thing. You absolutely do not. Again, we have to manage our own convictions, but no one else's. Pray for a person if you feel they are at fault, especially if you don't have an audience with them, because there is no distance in prayer and God hears you. If you feel like you need to, withdraw your support. You can withdraw your support if you disagree with the person's actions or beliefs. You do not have to support them, and you can even voice what convictions you have that has brought you to this decision. What is dangerous is when you decide that you're going to spew curses at them, asking God to do harm to his people. Canceling people for not agreeing with you is also very dangerous. Don't call to cancel people because they don't share your same views. We are a melting pot 
that God designated and designed. Remember that we are all unique and we have a unique set of experiences that have shaped our lives, who we are, our thought processes, and everything else in between. Consider that and ask God for peace for what you can't understand. Father God, I want to apologize for how as a people we have degraded and torn down people who you love. We understand, God, that you have grace for us. And though we may not expose it and shout to the rooftops all the things that we've done wrong in our life, we realize that we have done wrong in our life. We have been on the other side of a bad experience needing forgiveness. We have offended people. We have misused people. We have mistreated people. We have done bad deeds. Some of us never getting caught. And because of that, somehow we have decided that we belong on a pedestal and others belong beneath our feet. It is wrong. It is not of you. And God, we just ask that you forgive us. Lord, I ask that when we begin to open our mouths to judge, help us to remember that we are forgiven, that we are set apart, and that our lives could be completely different if it wasn't for your grace and your mercy. Help us, Lord God, to begin to pray for those who we don't understand. Pray for the victims of their actions. Pray for a reformed world, changed minds and hearts, more Christians in places of influence that act like Christians, Christ followers who pattern their intentions and their words and their deeds after what you would do, filtered through love. Help us to become those people. Every day we can choose to be better, to love better, to give grace, and to allow people room to make mistakes. We can hold space for people who know better but don't do better. We can pray for them. If we have room and relationship with them, we can engage with them. We can try to get understanding and try to hold accountability for them. But we cannot send them to hell because we don't have a hell or heaven to put them in. God, we pray that you will do the convincing and the convicting. And we're going to give you allowance to do just that. God, we thank you. We receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, Royals. I hope that we will begin to be a better example. What happens in the Christian community is insane. Chandler Moore's experience a few weeks ago, I just have not been able to shake it. But it's not the only Christian canceling that has happened, not even in my lifetime. So I'm praying that as Christians, we set a better example, not even just in the Christian community, but globally, in mainstream situations as well, that we begin to present the better way, the better option of grace and being able to dismiss an action and pull people out of those places where they can be harmful, but not curse them. All right. Now, hey, if you're my friend and you are listening and you are not quite a royal 
meaning you don't know Christ as your Savior. You don't know how he has excused you and pardoned you and justified you uh, from the sins that you commit on a daily basis. We all do, and we all need his love and grace. If you want to have the opportunity to receive him now, I want to extend that to you. You just have to know in your heart and believe it to be true that he came here, he lived, he died, and he rose again and is currently seated at the right hand of the Father making intercession for you. If you believe that, say this prayer with me. Say, Dear King, I love you and I thank you for loving me first. I believe that you lived and you died and you rose again just for me. I invite you into my life to change it for the better. Thank you for greater is on the way. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, if you just prayed that prayer, I am so excited for you. You have made the best decision of your life. Greater is literally on the way. Make sure you email me at dearkingpodcast at gmail.com so that I can resource you. I just want to give you a big virtual hug and let you know that you are loved and answer any questions that you may have about the decision you made today. It's the greatest decision. Heaven is throwing a party for you. We are all rejoicing because you have made your way back home. All right, Royals, it's been a blast. We're going to go on social media this week and be much better representations of God's grace. We're going to hold our mule. We're going to keep it together. We're not going to shame or embarrass or degrade people who make mistakes. We are going to monitor our convictions, pray for people, and let God have his way. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. As you know, I'm about to head over to www.dearkingonline.com for our blog-style devotional. That is where I get to give you a few more nuggets to hold on to, things to reflect on throughout the week. I also provide you with the scriptures from this podcast and other scriptures that may be helpful to apply to this thought. I also give you a prayer starter and my favorite part, the worship playlist to get you going. Make sure you are following me at Dear King Podcast on Facebook and Instagram because I post there, y'all. I get in there and I want you to communicate with me all throughout the week. You can do that on there. All right, I'm about to head out of here. I love you so much. Thank you for listening. Make sure you share with a friend and I will talk to you next week. Until then, goodbye, Royals. Goodbye, Royals.